Good morning and welcome to Rise and Shine. I'm your host, Walkiria Whitlock, and today we have a super special guest with me, Macy Reader. Macy Reader is a financial professional who actually helps people with retirement and income. She helps people achieve their financial goals regardless of where they're at and currently resides in Nashville. She's a lover of life and all things magical and adventurous. And she's one of my soul sisters. We are from the same tiny town in Idaho called Filer, and I just love her to bits. She is a bright, shining star. Welcome, Macy. Yay! Thank you so much, Kier. <laughs> So I'm happy to pumped. have you here. I'm so pumped to be here and I'm really excited for this. So first we're going to start with breathing exercises and Macy also practices meditation and is quite familiar with, you know, taking time to just relax and be centered, feel that mind-body connection. So today we're going to do circular breathing. Have you tried circular breathing before, Mace? I actually have. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> this is not our first time recording. We had some technical <laughs> issues, unfortunately, but here we are, knowing that if there's a lot of resistance, then that means that you're on to something great. So we're going to do circular breathing. Circular breathing you might be familiar with, even if you're not in meditation, if you by chance sing or do wind instruments. So what you do in that form of circular breathing is breathe in deeply through your nose and then also exhaling through your mouth. It's like a true circular sense. So that way, if you were performing, your breathing wouldn't interrupt your notes. So that's like the idea with circular breathing. It takes a long time to really master. And in simple meditation use, it's just breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth in that circular form, keeping both sides equal. So there's no pause in between in this one. And wherever you're at, get a nice straight spine, start to relax being still in the moment that you're in, relaxing your shoulders, relaxing the space between your eyebrows, relaxing your jaw, and gently start to inhale through your nose and exhale through your mouth. Inhale through your nose. Exhale through your mouth. Inhale through your nose. Exhale through your mouth. Last time. Inhale. Make it count. Exhale, release, let go, be here, be now. Well, thank you for joining us in that breathing exercise. I hope that 
that helps you bring some relaxation and calmness into whatever part of your day that you fit us in. And we are going to read actually two poems. They're both very short. Uh, Macy picked both of these. The first one is called Acutely Sensitive. Acutely sensitive to the fleeting nature of being alive. (laughs) So thank you so much for choosing that one. That one, there's actually little butterflies illustrated on the page. And yeah, it's just how Macy lives. I think that's why she loves that one so much. Totally. totally. And when I was at your book launch party in the park, that was on the table when you had all the pages ripped out. And then I took it and then I pasted it right on my wall because I think it's short and impactful. And I love the word fleeting in it. Oh, yeah. Every second. So precious. It, totally. it really is. Um, I actually got some sad news last night from one of my friends whose brother-in-law passed in a car accident. So Mm. prayers to you and your family and sending you love. Um, it, it, life is truly fleeting and you have to really make the most of each moment and give your energy to the things that make life beautiful and cherishing each other and sharing in the moment like let go of all of the things that don't serve you truly and what does that mean like you know what that means you have to reflect on it for yourself if it's not bringing you joy and happiness then gotta rework it because it is a moment by moment experience this life absolutely yeah um, and the second one I actually sing and it is called yellow and it also reminds <laughs> me of Mace. Macy and I, you know, we're from Filer, Idaho, and it's a really small town. When we were growing up, it was probably 1800 people. Yeah. Um, it's an awesome small town because we're really friends with all of the people that we grew up with, which is amazing. And still to this day, nonetheless. Yeah, I agreed. I love it. It's so beautiful. I love, I love that part of the small town environment. It's amazing. Um, but she decided that she wanted to go off an adventure and see the world and create the life that she's always imagined and has moved to Nashville after like 28 years of living in that area and it's just incredible I don't know I love hearing your perspective on things and so here's yellow (laughs) oh this is a beautiful life and we don't get to live it twice and that is something so special your beautiful life never happens twice (laughs) I love it so much and I feel like it's so true like that was a a really big pushing point of me moving to Nashville and taking the leap honestly I didn't think I was actually going to do it because sometimes falling through things are hard and scary and then I was driving here and I'm like holy cow I'm actually doing it with all my things loading in the back and Roscoe but I Roscoe's my dog by the way but Mm -hmm. um 
I I just thought, okay, I do not want to be driving across the bridge in Twin Falls for the rest of my life and wondering, what if I would have left? Because it would have been too late, probably. Yeah, I mean, everything in its own time, right? Like, and you're out there doing it, Macy. One thing that you said to me that has stuck with me and has really inspired me is I don't think about... Uh, this is something that I had said. I was like, I don't, I really don't think about how much work something's going to be. I really, I'm like, oh, that looks awesome. That's exciting. (laughs) And and you're like that too. You're like, oh, I didn't realize like. (laughs) Totally. Like when I, when I moved to Nashville first, I had no place to live. I lived in super duper dodgy motels for the first three weeks and like this camper in this guy's backyard. And my family was like, what are you doing? With your dog. With my dog, everything in my car. If someone would have robbed me, they would have took everything I own, including my dog. That would have sucked. But luckily, it all worked out super well. Uh, but the the thing that you said to me is like, that's actually a great thing because you only suffer once. Like, right. And I totally agree with that. I think there's an element to like preparedness that's great, but. I think that thinking about the best possible outcome is a fantastic way to spend your energy. Yeah, I completely agree. So you can look at it two ways. And sometimes the ignorance is truly bliss in things Mm -hmm. if you just kind of go for it, you know? Mm -hmm. I (laughs) Ignorance is bliss. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Um, So... Macy, you're going to help us today with our financial self-care. It's like an element of self-care that oftentimes we neglect maybe because it's scary or maybe we don't think of it as self-care. But if you've ever tried to like, you know, live a fully (laughs) um, balanced life, then your finances are part of that balance. (laughs) so yeah floor is over to you girl okay awesome so self-care in the financial realm I think is super overlooked like you said because like we we sort of grow up with this mindset a lot of us in one way or shape or form of almost a limiting belief around money that money is evil you hear that all the time or money the lack thereof I mean I grew up with two extremely hard working parents that taught me everything there was to know in life. And, um, yeah. And I just looked at them as examples of like what to do or what not to do. And I learned a ton from them and it kind of hit me like you don't have to borrow someone's beliefs or do exactly what they do. You can kind of create your own, especially when it comes to finances, because I think a lot of us always long for, uh, like maybe whatever your rich life is designed like, like maybe you just want to be able to pay all your bills right on time or even at the first of the month, or maybe you want to get a weekly massage or travel, whatever it is. And I think one of the very first things that come with, um, being financially prosperous is having a good relationship with money because it kind of makes the world go round in a way. You honestly can't survive without it in today's world. And just with inflation and everything, it keeps um, being a way more important concept. And also by the avoidance of sometimes I think that we like, maybe if we're not in a good spot financially, we sort of avoid the situation. You know, we're like, okay, Mm -hmm. well, I'm just gonna, whatever, if I don't see it, it's not there. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. And and honestly, if you inspect what you expect, you you can be way more. Um, I can just help you get to where you want to be faster. So that being said, there there are three books that I want to truly recommend to people that I think really help in the financial sense. And one of them is um, I Will Teach You to Be Rich. And it's an incredible book just about money management and wherever you're at and your starting point. Um, it's really awesome to help you like understand things about which accounts you should have or how to budget even, um, how to use credit cards properly, which sometimes people are like, no, credit cards are evil, but they can be really good. And the author is super duper hilarious also, so it's not just a boring money book. The second book that I would recommend is called Money Master the Game by Tony Robbins. And if you don't know Tony Robbins, he's just an incredible man, does amazing things for people at his seminars. And he took X amount of the world's wealthiest people and he asked them, if you could pass a word of advice along to your kin just to help them um, be prosperous in the financial realm, what would it be? And the book's a pretty hefty book. It's pretty thick and I've listened to it and read it and it just um, kind of puts a different perspective on money and you're literally getting advice from the world's wealthiest people. And then the second, the third one, which maybe it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily completely apply to money and how to manage it in a way, but it's called Think and Grow Rich. And I really, truly love this book. It's one of the classics by Napoleon Hill. And it just, it gives you a ways to think about money. Also, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, if I might add a fourth, because you reminded me of that one last time <laughs> by Robert Kiyosaki. But they both just teach you how to think about money instead of always being lack thereof with mm-hmm. an abundance mindset, which truly, truly is one of the most important things. So... Mm-hmm. I just wanted to throw those out there for my favorite financial books. Um, I, I love that. Uh, I'll also throw this out there. I don't know if you've seen like the Explained series on Netflix, but they actually have one that's specifically geared towards money. And it's really cool. You can learn a lot about like the history of money, but also specifically about like cryptocurrencies and credit cards and how that whole system works. I really think that it's beneficial to you to learn and be proactive in your education of something that you use all of the time, right? Agreed. Like, so, yeah think that that's super helpful and also I don't know if you you've probably heard of Jim Rohn yes yeah he's from Idaho did you know that no I didn't know that yeah he's from Caldwell wow I know I know it's crazy I had no idea or maybe he just lived there but anyway um one thing that he suggests too is like making sure that you you always give with your money you know you always save with your money and like he has different examples throughout his book but specifically when you talk about like the abundance mindset like you said and giving he's like a lot of people think that once you have like a million dollars like that's when you'll start giving but it's actually a lot harder to start giving at that point and like what about with a dollar you know like what can you give of that? And if you always take like a certain percentage amount and he has a recommended percentage too of what you should be giving, um, that'll help you 
in your process along the way. And he also has a different perspective on paying taxes, which I think is really beautiful too. Like it's a privilege to get to pay taxes and be able to support your government. And I like, that's a really beautiful thing. Cause I think, yeah. And people have a lot of negative mindsets on all of that stuff. Yeah. I totally agree. I, yeah, I guess I've never looked at that with paying taxes before too. Cause I think sometimes that's a subject that's like, like a killer in the heart. You know what I mean? But yeah, I really love that you brought up the giving and thank you for um, reminding me of that because if, if you think about it, just like everything, money is energy. And so the energy that the money has is going to be the way that it's used. And if your money, even if you, I've practiced, I don't know if, um, I'm sure a lot of you have heard of tithing before, right? So ever since I remember earning anything, I just gave 10% in my mind. That's what it was. And so at a young age, I just remember, even if I, there were points in my life in college or whatever, maybe I had $15 or something, but I knew that the value of that, it's like always coming back. You got to keep the revolving door open because if you're Mm -hmm. super selfish about it, or you're very much keeping it to yourself, then the money energy of the money just kind of dwindles, dwindles exactly. Or the ones that you're receiving, the money of the energy of the money that you have is almost going to have a greedy kind of like evil in a sense. Maybe that's where money is evil (laughs) comes from, like a energy to it. And it probably won't help you in your mindset as much, you know? Mm -hmm. And okay. So like I come from a yachting background and that means that I've seen literally like the world's 1% and how they live. And I can tell you, I've had a lot of experience on yachts and yes, like there's always outliers um, and it seems that, you know, negative things get a lot more attention, but literally all of the people that I worked for were very generous, very kind and have like truly inspired me. I'm like, wow, they they deserve these blessings, you know, <laughs> I literally see that and believe that and um, they're always giving they really truly are and I think that money just amplifies your current like character traits I I really just think that money helps amplify yeah I would completely agree with that too and um so another point that I want to bring up when it comes to money is I think it's really important to give ourselves grace. So if you're wherever you're at in your starting position now, you and maybe you want to start doing a budget and you're like, okay, this month I'm going to stick 100% to my budget, no falls back, whatever. Well, after you've created a budget or something, which there's a different ways for million different ways to budget, just finding what works for you. It's important to remember that now you're creating a new habit. So you won't maybe necessarily hit it a hundred percent the whole time. And that's okay. Cause there's room and flexibility and you're just constantly going. But as long as you get 1% better at it, every time your money becomes conscious of the, or you're conscious about the money that you're spending in different places, you know? And so mm-hmm. giving yourself grace when you're really starting out, because I know it can be a super overwhelming topic. And I heard this, um, I heard this 
analogy once that said, like, that kind of related to eating, right? Maybe you're like, okay, today I'm going to do really good at eating, and then you have a piece of cake for lunch, and then you're like, okay, well, I already ate a piece of cake, so now I'm just going to eat some Oreos and have a crazy dinner because I'll just start again tomorrow. And then someone's like, okay, that's like taking your phone and dropping it, and the screen cracks, and you're like, screw this, and you just throw it against the wall and shatter it to pieces because you already stopped, you know? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So one of my personal favorite um, budgeting apps that I constantly use is um, it's called YNAB you need a budget app and it's one of my favorite ones because it teaches you so much about there's a constant videos about how exactly to set up your budget how it's going to work for you and it's very very educational user-friendly you can do it on your desktop and your phone and that's one that I truly recommend to everyone or um, at my financial firm, we also have a few different ways of, of budgeting, too, that we um, like to help people with. And so we, yeah. And so that's one thing about budgeting. Another thing that I think is super important is just getting in the habit of saving, saving whatever you have. So even if you made $15 and you're like, okay, if you, let's say you have $15 um, to your name or something putting $2 of that into a savings account and getting into the habit. I don't know why I keep using $15, but like, <laughs> I know getting, like you could use a, a number that's more round and easier. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like 15. I'm staunch on it. <laughs> okay. Let's say, let's say that you, your paycheck is $800 and <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. I'm just pulling numbers from at this point, but okay. So let's say that your paycheck is $800. The very first thing you do right off the top is save before you pay yourself, before you pay anybody else, because you might be thinking, well, I still don't have enough money at the end of the month or, or wherever your situation is. I, I don't, I can't afford to save. Well, you literally can't afford not to save because, and paying yourself first money is going to come regardless because you, it just, it just happens, but you, like whatever percentage you can, making sure that you save right off the top of what you're doing because it's just going to help you get into that mindset of I need to make sure I'm paying myself first and then Mm -hmm. get something saved up. Like $1,000 I think is a really, really good starting point for people or where wherever they're at, you know? So, okay. Like I think it's kind of interesting. Macy also used to be into bodybuilding Mm -hmm. and I've just started getting into like my macros and stuff Mm -hmm. and we spoke a little bit about that so you track your macros right you're aiming for a certain thing it's like budgeting what would be your macro percentages if you were to recommend like a percent that you should save a percent that you should give um and a percent that you should have for like flexibility or do you have like a percentage that your regular expenses should be at? Okay, so this is a really good rule of thumb to live by. And um, so I think that even giving giving 10% right off the top is super important. And saving 10% right off the top is super important too. I usually try to shoot for 20% of whatever my, my earnings are um, to go into the savings account. And so then they say that 30% of your income should go to your living expenses. So that means your food, your housing, your electricity, your whatever it is. So break it down into categories. 
Because like, I think a lot of times people, you know, maybe they, they want a new car. So they go out and they buy a new car and their car payment is outrageous. Maybe it's $500 a month or, or whatever it is. And they don't have any money to do whatever they want or to save. So really keeping that in mind that 30% of your income for your living expenses, because we all can, that's basically like living inside your means. I think the other ones can be dabbled a little bit. That's another reason why I love the YNAB app, the You Need a Budget app, because it shows you, it has a um, like better insight on exactly how to break up the different portions of what you earn, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. So this has been incredibly insightful. Thank you so much, Macy. Mm-hmm. Um, would you... So just so everybody knows, Macy actually offers free one-on-one counseling for your finances. Is that what you would call it? A counseling session? Yeah, or- <laughs> totally. Yeah, <laughs> counseling for sure. You can call it honestly whatever you want. We we call it a, um, yeah, one-on-one. That's basically what we call it. And so it's 45 minutes long. We could do it over Zoom or Obviously, if your listeners are in Nashville, we could do it in person, but you it takes about 45 minutes. It's completely free. We go over, I teach you a few things about money, which are super duper important to know. And then we go over where you're at and where you want to go. Like saving for retirement is something that we hugely focus on and different re- retirement avenues. And so, um, yeah, we just, my goal is to basically bring financial knowledge to the middle class and get you to set yourself up for success in the future. It's completely free and I think it's very educational. It's something that we offer and I absolutely love that we do. So um, I have, I'm sure my Instagram will be posted here um, on the on the show notes or whatever, but it's Macy in Nashville on my Instagram and I have a link in my bio that you can go and set up an appointment. It's not scary. I'm super nice. Everything's confidential. And <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, Macy. Since we've been talking a lot about money, that will be where we take our uh, our fun facts and discoveries for the day. And the first one, just in light of like everything with human rights and specifically women's rights as the whole su- the Supreme Court, <laughs> I don't really want to get into it so much, but um, Harriet Tubman will soon replace Andrew Jackson as the face of the $20 bill becoming the first woman in more than 100 years and first African-American ever to appear on the front of a paper note. Love. Right? Yes, I love that so much. Yeah, me too. I think that that's super exciting and super beautiful and... Um, also the eagle that we see on our money, it actually has a name. It's a celebrity eagle. It's actually a bird that used to swoop into the Philadelphia U.S. Mint building and the workers named him Peter the Mint Eagle. <laughs> oh my gosh. Awesome. I Old know. Pete. Pete just showing up on our dollar bills. I know. It's and here's another one. This will be maybe the last one. Your change really does add up. Actually, the TSA makes a lot about a lot from our loose change in the security checkpoints. And in 2015, they reportedly collected 
what that is insane i know i know oh actually one more one more okay okay okay. so this is like with sustainability um so money doesn't have a a very long lifespan i think that gosh is it 10 or 15 years that they are like they're just really money doesn't last that long i feel like that people know that but people actually use it as compost so <laughs> a farm in delaware mulches more than four tons of worn out u.s cash into compost every day wow that's amazing and wild that's some rich soil <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> well mace uh we're reaching the end of our show which is when we just take a moment and express a few things that we're grateful for and um yeah i'm really grateful to have you on the show i feel like you've given a lot of valuable knowledge that can really help people to change their lives or at least inspire them to and I just love you. So thank you so much for being so patient and working through these technology issues. And thank you to God for another day, like another gift of being alive. I'm I'm super grateful for my family, for my friends, and for all of the opportunities that I've been given to enjoy life, truly. So yes, <laughs> I love that. And thank you so much, Carrie, for um, get letting me be on your show and dealing with my narcolepsy and, uh, <laughs> I'm so grateful that I get to be alive today for my supportive family and friends, for my dogs that are super awesome, for food, fresh water and fun and adventure and life. Well, that's great. I hope that you take a moment to, think of things and really say the things that you're grateful for out loud. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about energy here. Thinking and saying are two different things. And then also acting that's even larger in like that vibrational field. But when you say the things that you're grateful for, it really sends out that positivity in a much higher vibration than if you just think it. And then if you actually express your gratitude, then you're going to have a whole different life. So I agree. All righty, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in and hope to see you next week. Bye. Bye.